This time on Space Castle Princess, Krull, a world light years beyond your imagination. I mean, what else do you knock down walls with? Welcome to Space Castle, Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm not Hotlanta. Yeah, there's no Hotlanta. Nope. He is uh, too busy trying to file his way out of the cage in his basement. Yeah. I mean, it's not he. I mean, his wife didn't lock him in there. He just accidentally locked himself in there while testing it. And, and now he's stuck. He has a yeah. phone, though, so he called to let us know that at least. Yeah, it's like I'm stuck in the I'm stuck in the basement cage. Uh, hey, we like, didn't ask yeah. why he had a basement cage because then we're not accessories. Plausible deniability. Yep. <laughs> so we watch Kroll. Yes, as suggested by me, because between now and the time this is this is released, it will be April Fool's Day and. I wanted to do something that wasn't really a horror movie, despite maybe three horror elements in it. Yeah. I'll give you three. Yeah, I think it's about right. We'll shout them out as they occur. Then we can count them at the end. You can play along at home, kids. Yeah. Send us your scores. On post-it notes. Slaughterhouse Princess Podcast at gmail.com. Just put Space Fortress Prince, Space Castle Princess in as the subject line, though, so that Chris knows so what it's I actually about. If I remember this even happened. <laughs> I mean, at least there will be audio documentation of it happening, Chris. Fair enough. So uh, Let's talk about the movie, Chris. Kroll starts out in classic 80s style with a rockin' opening musical score. Yeah, it's like a cross between the music from a man for the man from Snowy River and Superman, I think is the best description I came up with for it. And shout out to anyone who's seen The Man from Snowy River. And that's uh cut with a a very uh Star Wars-esque fly by on giant spaceship you say spaceship space castle i guess there we go yeah more of a space castle and because i mean if, if you're gonna travel through space travel in a castle yeah i mean there's no gravity or whatever it doesn't need to be aerodynamic no no you could just you could like literally just travel like on a like a flat plane that's you're not you're not on the the small edge, but on the the big face of it. Just going towards the direction you want to. And it's uh it's heading to Kroll, which is the name of the planet. Yeah, I feel like they could have come up with a better name for the planet than Kroll, but that's what it's called. I mean, Earth. I guess Earth isn't like the most spectacular name ever. Yeah, but it's better than Kroll. I guess. We don't know what that means in their language, though. Well, 
their language appeared to be English. Well, yes, but we don't know what Kroll means in English, so there we go. Also true. <laughs> Logic! And uh, the, the, the space castle lands on Kroll and kind of sinks down, makes some earthquakes. Create, yeah, it creates like two Grand Canyons while it's there. And we learn from uh, the exposition narrator that it's Obi Wan, the Slayers. It's the Beast and the Slayers, which is my uh, my new heavy metal supergroup band name. Yeah, the Beast, who is the boss, and the Slayers. What are the the underlings? Yes, and they're uh, you know. Prophecy, uh, one day destined person, blah, 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 destroy all the evil, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know what a prophecy is in a movie like Yeah, I like mean, a, a, some princess with an old name is going to get married and her and her husband are going to like rule a planet and then their son's going to rule the universe. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And then we meet up with uh, the, the Kroll habitants. Made Marion. And uh, she's talking to her pops. King Purple Paul. Because he's just like dressed in all purple. Yeah, it's very regal. Yeah. And uh, she's getting married to the guys from the castle uh, one town over. Yep, because they need to reunite their forces against the Slayers. Because apparently the beast landed quite a while ago. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they didn't do like a 16 years later title card or anything, but the implication is like the Slayers have been around for a while killing people. And so her bright idea is to marry the prince of a neighboring kingdom so they can unite their kingdom, their kingdoms together and their militaries and fight back against the Slayers. And it uh it doesn't go super great when they go to meet up. The uh, they they sent troops to meet them, but I guess everybody basically got murdered aside from like six people. You mean murderedly erdlered? I Chris? do not. Yeah, you do. Yeah, so they uh, apparently uh, made Marion's people sent like twenty soldiers, and uh, Prince Elwyn came in with like three hundred soldiers and like six people survived out of all of those. They never even saw the 20 soldiers. They're like, I thought you were sending us an escort. And they're like, we did. Yeah. But they got got before they even got getting there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So they're, uh, they're like, well, I guess we'll just go ahead and do this wedding thing since we're here. Yep. And, they, and so uh, both, both Kings renounce kingdom over their, their independent Kingdoms and announced that they're uh, uniting them underneath their children. And uh, just as the ceremony uh, gets gets underway, I mean, the, I feel like Chris, you should describe the ceremony a little bit. Well, I mean, at, at least the whole torch passing the torch thing. It's a basic wedding ceremony where you you put a torch under water. And then um, your beloved sticks their hand in the water, and then that hand catches on fire. You know, like a wedding. Yeah. 
that's, I mean, that's how, isn't that how everyone's weddings go? That's, that's how mine went. And before she can pass her 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 glory hand over to uh, I'm sorry, her hand of glory over to uh, Prince Elwyn, uh, the Slayers attack. Yeah. And um, what did you think about the Slayers uh, climbing up the outside of the 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 wall there, Chris? Did you see any uh, any cables hauling them upwards? Because I think I might have seen one or two. <laughs> No, oh, that looked like a totally legit thing. It didn't look like people getting pulled up by cables at all. It looked like actual wall scaling to me. I mean, <laughs> I honestly just was like, I don't know. I guess it's some kind of space magic. <laughs> I like though how like they have these uh they have like these staves that uh they shoot one end off as like a wep as a uh a projectile weapon, and then they flip them around and use them as like kind of like half spears. But I like they only got one shot with them. I thought that was kind of interesting. I, I guess I would have expected like beings who can travel through space to have developed a weapon that could be fired more than once. Yeah, they're like they're like some kind of space muskets. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> but I thought it was still kind of cool because it. At least then, like, it forces them to get into hand-to-hand combat instead of just, like, shooting from a distance all the time, which is slightly more exciting, especially with the amazing, awesome fight choreography that we have. Oh, it's so good. It's, it is amazing. It's a thing. Yeah, it happens. Now, one thing I do like, though, is, like, when you kill a Slayer, like, its head opens up. And this weird, like, well, this weird, like, scream noise happens, and then, like, the slug or worm kind of looking thing just burrows into whatever surface the Slayer dies on. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, I will count that as one of the horror elements in this movie. And I will give the fight choreographers credit. They did find a reason to have uh, a guy grab a rope and swing on it in the middle of a sword fight, which I feel like that's a box you got to check in a movie like this at some point. Yeah, well, and actually it was funny when they brought, when the two, the, the prince and the princess came walking into the hall, the soldiers were banging their swords against their shields, also known as swashing their buckles. And uh, so I was like, oh, swashbuckling. And then he literally grabs a rope and swings across the the whole fight to kick someone. And I was like, yes, it's actual swashbuckling in the cinematic sense. I was excited. And uh, things aren't going well, though. And the Slayers manage to kill both kings. They steal the princess. Maid Marion. And they leave Prince Elwyn. They leave him for dead. And then uh, down from the mountains comes Obi-Wan. Or Thufur Hawit, if you prefer. I do not prefer that. Okay. If it's too he hard plays, to say. He plays Thufur in Dune. Thufur. You know, the Mentat. Thufur. 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 That's just fun to say. It is fun to say. <laughs> So uh, he comes down, heads to the the scene of the battle, 
steals uh, the one guy's bitchin' glaive medallion. Yep. And gives it to uh, Prince Wed. Elwin. Elwin. Yeah, makes some kind of weird, gooey stuff on some leather. I believe I described it as a pink peanut butter poultice. Yeah. <laughs> it puts it on his wound, which makes him instantaneously regain consciousness. And somehow impedes his acting ability at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that was probably what it was. Because <laughs> he was doing way better before he put that thing on him. Yeah. <laughs> so he uh, he wakes up and he's like, what's happened? Where's, uh, where's Maid Marian? He's like, oh, those guys took him. Remember the guys? No slayers. And he's, uh, he's, he wants to rush off. But, uh, well, he doesn't want to rush off. He wants to just be like, well, everything's fucked. I might as well just go crawl in a hole. Yeah. But Obi-Wan, because I forgot the other name already. <laughs> he's like, look, dude, you can't do that. We gotta go uh, find the thing and get the artifact, because then you'll be the winner, and you can get your uh, you can get your lady friend back. And Prince Alwyn's like, "Fuck everything! Ah, everything sucks. I'm just gonna go die over here now." And then Obi Wan uses the classic, uh, "I thought I was I thought I was uh, looking for a king, but I guess I only found a boy gambit." Yeah, and nobody calls. Marty McFly chicken. Exactly. <laughs> so he uh, s- says, let's suit up. We'll go find the artifact. And um, maybe along the way, we can amass some sort of army. So we can go fight these guys. And so Prince Elwin rides off in his black and gray striped tights. Yeah, it's a, it's a bold choice. It is a choice. And um, this movie's kind of long, and I think a lot of the length is because there are strangely long scenes of them climbing things. Yeah, but like the landscape is pretty gorgeous. I kind of understand they're like, well, we flew everybody out here to be in this landscape. We might as well film as much of it as we can. <laughs> yeah. So he um, he's climbing up to where the artifact is which is in a cave on top of a mountain, because of course it is. I mean, where else would it be? A rather uh, vaginal-looking cave. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it that. From the outside? Yeah. So uh, he heads in and finds it instantly. Yeah, well, I mean, because like, there's a stream of lava <laughs> the, that uh, is carrying around a starfish-shaped chunk of rock. And he's like, ooh, a chocolate starfish. Let me grab it out of the lava. And, uh, and he's like, hmm, the lava tastes like hot dog water. Amazing. And then uh, and then he holds it up and just the, the chocolate flakes off of it. And it is the quote-unquote glaive, which is basically a switchblade shuriken. Yeah, but it's real big. Yeah, and gold. Yeah, it's it's not a glaive in the way that you would think it is, like a polearm of some sort. Yeah. 
I was really confused when I I, I saw this movie when I was like in first grade. And then like second or third grade, I was reading like my cousin's like Dungeons and Dragons books and they had a glaive and it looked nothing like the glaive that I was familiar with. <laughs> and so, you never uh, forget your first glaive, Chris. That's true. It's always it's always special. Yeah. So he heads back down and they uh they're heading off now to find the uh what the seer? Oh yeah, so they have like the weapon they need to defeat the beast. Even though he's instructed not to use it until the until the time is right and he'll know when that time is. And they but they're gonna go find like the the emerald seer or something whatever it's called, so that they can find out where the castle's going to appear because every sun every sunrise the castle disappears from wherever it is on Kroll and reappears somewhere else on Kroll, but never the same place twice. So I, my plan would be just wait the fucker out because eventually he's just going to run out of places he can land that castle. Yeah, it'll show up in front of you one day. Yeah. I mean, or eventually, like, since it can't reappear in the same place twice, eventually it'll cover all the planet and then he can't be there anymore. It would just blink out of existence. Yeah. Or sink to the bottom of the ocean. Ooh, I assume there's too. oceans in Kroll, right? Um, presumably. We never see one, but maybe. Oh, that is weird. Yeah, there's a desert, there's a forest, a swamp. All of your classic biomes. Biomes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they head off to meet up with uh, the seer man. And they're uh, heading through unnamed woods. Well, they're heading through uh, a shortcut through like a rocky path. Oh, no, you're right. The woods. Never mind. And you're uh, good. You're... They're, they're taking a little break by this uh, little pond thing. And a uh, fireball comes flying through the air like it does. Yeah, you know. It, it hits the water and turns into the comic relief character. Eric Idle, the Magnificent. Yeah. That's something all right. <laughs> He's short of stature, but tall of power, narrow of vision, but wa- narrow of focus, but wide of vision. Yeah, or something. Yeah. And uh, he has magic powers, which is turning himself into animals. Well, he attempts to turn Prince Alwyn into a goose. And turns himself into a goose instead. Because comedy. Yeah, he does have all his spells written down on, like, little index card things, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Which contains a recipe for hot fudge sauce. Yeah. Also, gooseberries is a recurring bit. I don't know why. I don't know, but I like gooseberries. And so, uh, they, they meet up, and, uh... What, what are we calling does, this guy? Well, uh, Eric Idle decides to go a different direction because fuck you two guys. And then he sees a Cyclops in the forest and runs away. He decides he wants to spend a lot of time with these two fuckers instead. Yeah. So they head off to the mountain pass, which is a shortcut. Yep, I'll save my half day's travel. But it turns out that it's populated by 
bandits and or robbers. Yes. <laughs> well, at least men, because Prince Elwin doesn't want to jump to the conclusion that the men hiding in the rocks around them want to rob them. They could they could be there to put on an impromptu performance, I guess. Yeah. They're just larping and they're they don't want people to make fun of them. They want they want to make they want to make uh Obi-Wan, Eric Idle and Prince Elwin die laughing. But uh turns out Eric Idle's uh, gut was correct and they are indeed robbers. Yep. And they're attacked with a dude with a whip. Yeah. There's whip guy and, and Hagrid. Yep, Hagrid and, and Taken is there. Yeah, Taken's there. And there's the the kid one. Yeah. Kinda like he kinda looks like a Treyu, only slightly older. Yeah. And then you got the leader, old Spike Neck. Yeah. And he's like, uh, hey, what are you guys doing here? We're uh we don't want to murder you, but you know. And Prince If you is, try to if you try to fight back against us, we're gonna have to. Or you can just give us your stuff. Yeah. And the prince guy, he's like, Look, here's the deal, man. I'm like a king or something, so why don't you join up with me and we can go save my uh wife? You'll Future be wife. Fa- you'll be famous. You and free. And you'll- and you'll be free because I can let you out of those manacles you're wearing. And they're like, only the only the Lord Marshal and the King have that key to these manacles. And he's like, yeah, imagine that. And then he starts, and then he pulls out the key. And then Chris, well, you don't look like the Lord Marshal, so you must be the King. Yeah, didn't the King have a son around your age? Yeah, he's like exactly my age. Exactly. And so old Spike Neck's like, look, I'm keeping my manacles on until we do the thing. Then you can let me go. Because I like wearing heavy chunks of iron around my wrists. I mean, it's protective. I guess kinda. You can parry blows with your wrists. So, uh, robbers have joined the party. (laughs) Gained 17 XP. And so they continue on to meet the seer guy. And they uh they finally get there. And only uh not the whole band, the uh secondary robbers all stay behind, so it's just our primary heroes. Yeah, so it's what it's Obi Wan, Prince Elwin, uh Eric Idle, and Spike Neck. They all they all head in to see the seer, and he uh he has a kid, which is weird. He's just and there. So, I'm assuming he's like some kind of protege that he's training, or else the kid is just a uh, a in house in home aide because the seer is blind. Either way, and the seer tries to do the seeing, you know, like he does. With his, like, big emerald that but floats it, in the air. It doesn't work because the beast is able to overpower his magic with his beast magic. Yeah. And, like, a hand, like, just appears and crushes the, the gem. I It looked to me like the, the hand had too many fingers on it, but I didn't stop to pause it to actually look. 
If it was, that was the first time I've noticed that in the like the ten or fifteen times I've watched this movie. <laughs> so, um, the seer is like, well, if we go to the secret swamp place, that'll give me the extra power I need because his magics won't reach us there. Yeah, like the Emerald Temple, where it's like three trees are hugging each other. Yeah. And they're like, cool, off to the tree orgy. (laughs) And as the adventure is unfolding, just keep in mind that we'll cut back to the princess occasionally, the Maid Marian, and she's going to go, I want to see, uh, I want to see the Prince Elwin. And then the Beast is like, nah, you're going to marry me. And she's like, nah, I don't want to. That's bad, basically. Just happens yeah. a couple times. And and she runs around his quote-unquote castle, which appears to be shaped like a body. Yeah. A giant body. Which is pretty and, cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And, and all the tunnels are very, like, round and organic looking, so I thought that was kind of an interesting choice. Um. And then, yeah, and also he apparently can take whatever form he wants to and appears as Prince Elwin at some point to try to seduce her. But I think that shows up a little bit later. Yeah. So we're not going to bring it up every time it happens, but just know, interspersed between adventure segments, we cut back to her, and she's like, I won't marry you. And he's like, yeah, you will. And then she's like, no, I won't. And then we cut back. Yeah, and even then, like, I think she maybe has, like, 20 lines for, like, 90% of this movie. Yeah. But now we, uh, now we're at the swamp. Yes. And they're, uh, you know, walking through the swamp. And then there's lightning sand. Well, first a bunch of those, uh, what you call it, show up. Bunch of oh, the slayers. And they get themselves into a nice scrap. And this is where you realize that uh, 400 soldiers from two different kingdoms apparently can't travel uh, from one castle to another without getting annihilated. But these nine dudes can straight fuck up about 15 of these Slayer guys. Well, they did have a Cyclops on their side by this point. Well, he was still the secret Cyclops until then. Yeah, yeah. So he he wades in and says his name is John Wayne, and and Obi Wan explains how the Cyclopses are actually from another planet, and they had made eons ago made a deal with the Beast to see the future, and so he took one of their eyes, but then but only gave them the ability to see the time of their death. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, that's that's powerful weak trade. Yeah, they got they got fucked because they did not word their wish properly. Yeah, it was a real monkey's paw situation. Yep. And so uh, they're like, come on, Cyclops, you can join up with us. We're having adventures. And he's like, cool, cool. I mean, I've already been following you for basically the entire time, so I might as well. And they uh, continue on to the Emerald palace or whatever the hell it's called yeah the emerald temple the tree orgy yeah and so they uh they end up in the the quicksand which isn't quicksand at first until it's uh more thematically appropriate 
Yeah, apparently the beast's magic was reaching out and uh, causing them environmental hazards. Yeah. And uh, they they sink into the quicksand, or start to. So somebody grabs the seer and puts him off to the side. So while they're all trying to get out of the quicksand, the beast sends some sort of crazy black-eyed doppelganger monster Yeah. to kill the seer and take his place. And um, Can we call him Bob? Yes. I insist on it. Okay. <laughs> so now Bob's taking the place of the seer, and um, that, that, that old man with blacked-out eyes is pretty creepy. Yeah, yeah, because, like, his face is already weird anyway, and then you added, like, the black eyes, and you're just like, yeah, that's some unvan- uncanny valley shit right there. Yeah. So he's, uh... Bob's now acting like the seer, and he's, uh... Oh, we probably... We, you haven't mentioned that we lost Artax in the quicksand, though. We did. Yep. And his dying wish was to throw a bag full of stuff. Yeah, he's like, don't forget your stuff! <laughs> I regret <laughs> I couldn't carry the stuff farther than I did. <laughs> and so he gets, uh... He gets swallowed up. The end for him. Yep. <laughs> and then Bob leads, starts leading them towards the uh, the Emerald Temple. And he's like, oh, the person who is seeking answers should should uh, accompany me to the tree orgy. Be, and only him, because the answers are only for him. And... Oh, we forgot to mention that uh, John Wayne decided to stay back behind and guard the path so that if any Slayers came, he could he could give warning. And he sees the Slayer's body, like, rise up out of the bog. And he's like, oh, shit. And so he takes off like it's a, at a dead run after them. And right as Bob is attempting to neck grab Prince Elwyn to death, like grabs him from the back of the neck, and apparently if his nails are long, when he grabs the back of your neck, it can kill you. That's a bad scene. Yeah, and uh, and then he throws his kind of like it. Technically, it's a trident because it has three <laughs> points, but they're arranged in a circle as opposed to like a flat plane. And he tridents uh, Bob, and Bob makes that weird like Slayer scream, and his head. The rest of his body kind of like disappears, and his but his head and his cloak just like worm their way into the bog. Which is kind of oh, and uh, the uh, the black eyed uh, seer guy was the second horror element by my account. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, uh, now everybody's kind of bummed out because you know that was how they were going to find the place. So now, how do we find the place? But Obi-Wan says, don't worry, guys. I know a chick. I got this side piece over here. <laughs> she could probably help us out. But I have to go alone. Yes, al- alone. Yeah. And Prince Owen's like, I'll go with you. And he's like, no, see, because alone, guy. Yeah. Al- alone means you don't come with me? I, you, you, you did take basic language in Prince school, right? 
Well, I don't know. Kroll's not known for their good educational system. That's probably true. So uh, he heads off to meet up with uh, the Widow of the Web, I believe is the weird name they give her. We can call her Lady Jessica, because that's who she plays in Dune. So yeah, he heads off and he says, if I'm not back by sunup, then I don't know, probably dead. Yeah, just I'm dead and you guys are apparently fucked, so wish me luck. (laughs) And uh, so as he goes off, they kind of set up camp for the night. We learn that uh, Taken has eight, seven to eight wives all over the place. Yeah, they're like, isn't one of your wives nearby? He's like, well, no. So-and-so has moved on down near the river, but oh, yeah, such-and-such is nearby. I'll give her a call. And so he uh, he gets a hold of her. She brings some of her pals from the village. They have some food. Uh, they're, one in a cloak is trying to seduce old uh, Prince Elwyn. And this is all the beast doing. Yeah, because she is working for the beast. And he's like, look, your your future husband is going to bang some other chick right now, and I'm going to make you watch it. Yeah. But uh, Maid Marian's like, no, he won't, because he's like, loves me and stuff. And he, and the beast is like, no, he's totally going to hit that. Yeah, but he's then, like, love is, love is temporary, power is eternal. Yeah. But then he doesn't. And not only does he resist her charms, but by resisting her charms, she somehow is unable to murder him? Well, she kind of falls in love with him because, like, he treats her like a real fucking person instead of, like, a weird sex object. And so she's like, oh, you're actually, like, a person who's not terrible. That's kind of awesome. I don't think I should kill you, even though the beast wants me to, because I don't want to be that person. And so, and that's where Maid Marian's like, ha ha, love is eternal and power is fleeting. Yeah, but then the beast just kills her. Yeah, well, the the, the attempted seductress, not Maid yeah. Marian. Possible succubi. Yeah. So uh, we're back over to our main man, Obi-Wan, who has now entered the lair of the spiders. Spider, the spiderweb wind chime area. Yeah, there's so many wind chimes in that place. Not only they're web chimes, not wind chimes. Web web chimes. Yeah. And uh, the Ray Harryhausen spider shows up. Yeah, it's so cool. It's like it's a weird, like most of its body is transparent, and you can see like its guts and stuff inside of it. And it's huge, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. And he um. He's trying to make his way across some sort of chasm via the webs. And he's hollering out to the widow lady. And he's like, I know what your real name is. And like a Rumpelstiltskin move. And turns out that uh, they used to have a thing back in the day. And by a thing, and I the, mean a kid. Yeah, a son. And, but apparently he like split before she even knew she was pregnant. And since she was angry at him and angry at life, angry at herself, she just went ahead and uh, killed the kid after it was born. Yeah, and that made her a spider lady? Well, it's her punishment. Some, somehow she was punished for it by being placed in the center of this web 
and not being allowed to leave by the weird glass spider. We don't know who did it or how it happened. It's just she's there. She's stuck there with an hourglass with red sand in it that she can only turn over once for any person. And when she turns it over and while it's running from the top to the bottom, the, the spider can't attack the person in the webs. But it can apparently shake the fuck out of the webs to make it hard for you to move. Yeah, which seems like it's cheating a little bit, but it's a, it's a dick move, and it I mean it's following by the letter of the law, not the spirit of the law. That's that's the real rules lawyering shit. Yep. So, uh, turns out that she's willing to give Obi Wan the sand, but that means that she'll die. But also it means that he'll die, but it will give him the opportunity to know where the space castle will be. Yeah. And because he like he gives her the, the gift of being able to see how she, he sees her, which is her younger self that he knew back when. And so she's like, oh, it's nice to feel young and like look young and not whatever, however old and crony I am. And. She's like, in return, I'll, I can tell you that the ca- the space castle is going to appear in the Iron Desert the next sunrise. And here's the only chance you have to get out of here. But it kills us both. Yeah. So he uh, takes, grabs his hand sand. She smashes the hourglass, dumps that sand into his hand, which makes the spider really mad and then sit on top of the her little hut thing in the middle. Yeah. Well, because the sand's not there to protect her anymore, I guess. And I think the thing blows up. It starts cracking, so I'll, I'll assume that it exploded or fell apart or something. Yeah, it collapsed. The whole, the whole shebang in there just collapsed and she dies. And uh, Obi-Wan makes it out back to the camp, and he's like, it's the Iron Desert, boys, but this is as far as I go. Because I got the sand in my hand, and everybody's like, wait, what? What the fuck does any of that mean? And then he dies. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, well, fuck. The uh, the Iron Desert's like a thousand leagues from here, and we have uh, maybe a day to get there. So I guess we lose. But then the uh, the Cyclops, John, John Wayne. Wayne, he says... John uh, Wayne. You know, the Cyclops. Yeah. He says, hey, wait a minute, we can get them fire horses. They love running groups of people thousands of leagues a day. That's kind of their thing. Yep. So they, uh, they round so them up. They trapped them in a... Bu- so they, they herd a bunch of them into a box canyon where I am pretty sure, given the shots they got, that at least one person and one horse were like probably seriously injured in the filming of this scene. <laughs> At least, because even, even in the stuff that's in there, there's one where a guy tries to jump on a horse and just bounces off of him and hits the <laughs> ground. Like, a horse yeah. falls off some rocks and slides. Like, I'm like, yeah. yeah. It's, you're God, like, holy shit. Like, at least one horse had to be put down, and one dude probably ended up in the hospital by the end of this shooting day. And there they were some pretty big horses. They were Clydesdales. Yeah, I mean, they're... That that's definitely a, a bad scene to have one of those fall on you. Yeah, it was like holy shit, this is not safe. But uh, against all odds, there's not a horrible uh, mauling 
or trampling. Nope. nope. So Phil Collins sends them off on their fire mains. <laughs> and uh, everybody's getting ready to go, but John Wayne says he's got to stay behind because it's time. Yep, he has seen his time, where the time and place where he dies, and it is right here, right now. There's no other place he'd rather be. Yeah, two two podcasts <laughs> in a row. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's terrible. We gotta get the Jesus Jones hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> Said nobody since 1993. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they they saddle up and they ride the fire horses called such because their feet catch on fire because they go so fast and they're like riding through like this dry prairie (laughs) like you're like holy shit that whole place is now burnt down after they go through and they have like an et moment where they like just kind of ride through the air from one cliff face to another yeah it's pretty it's fun so they make it to the the space castle, where uh, so the and they're like, okay, we're here now. What now? What Prince? What do we do? We're here. And he's like, uh, climb it. <laughs> yep. So they do. And then, oddly enough, a castle has fortifications where they can attack people trying to scale it. Yeah. So they start. The the slayers start popping out of what are parapets? Is that right? I don't know. Like there's these these like parts of the wall just move to the side or to the or move up, and like the slayers can step out and fire their their space muskets at them. Yeah, and uh, in the ensuing uh, struggle, Hagrid gets got. Yep, and he says, you know, like, eh, it turns out. This is totally worth it after all. And I'm like, wait, yeah. how, how do you know that? You're dying right now. It doesn't... Well, because he was like, the whole time, he's like, oh, we're not going to make any money. This is terrible. Why are we doing this? Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, no, it was, it was fun. I'm glad we did it. And then I died. Yeah, totally worth it, he says. Yep. 10 out of 10. Would recommend it. Would die again. <laughs> and so uh, things aren't looking great for Team Hero when all of a sudden John Wayne shows up. Yep, because he's like, well, guys, I was supposed to die there all nice and peaceful, but instead I decided to come help you, and now I'm going to have to die painfully. Yeah, so he uh, he takes several space muskets and kind of is a human shield to get them all up uh, through one of the open openings. Yeah, and, and he holds the, the doorway open with his body, basically, but... Yeah. You know, apparently hydraulics are stronger than flesh and blood and bone. And after everyone gets through, it just crushes him. Yeah. And apparently Cyclopses have no liquids inside of them. No. That's no, they're, 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 they're made of Play-Doh, Chris. Yeah, just kind of squished them, fun factory style. Yeah. And he made a spaghetti out of it. <laughs> so, uh... Which- Well, that's what you do, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he cut off the edge, and he cut him off with a little plastic scissors, and he yeah. put it on a plate and pretended to eat it. I mean, you could really eat Play-Doh. It's non-toxic. It's fine. Yeah, it doesn't taste good, though. No, but you can eat it. Yeah, well, sure. 
You can eat lots of stuff. Doesn't mean I want to. So uh, Team Hero, they head deeper into the space castle and uh, were treated to a pretty sick combat role. Yeah, yeah. Um, Spike Neck, his axe is on the floor, and so he he dives into a roll, grabs the axe, and attempts to exit the roll gracefully, and apparently did, did does not. <laughs> no, he does not nail the dismount, but <laughs> he really, I mean, points for going for it. Yeah. So now, uh, in the space castle. They they kind of get split up because the floor opens up. Yeah, and they get split and, up. Yeah, and Eric Idle and the the little kid, the Sears helper, get separated from the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. And he and then they see and then they get the 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 floor closes back up and they see and then Eric Idle's and I don't know what do we call this little kid. I don't know, little kid. Okay, little kid. Uh, they see some slayers, and so Eric Idle turns into a tiger and just fucks some shit up, but takes a shot in the process. Yep. And uh, meanwhile, topside, somehow or another, the prince gets split up from the rest of the team because they fell through the old invisible wall. Well, the illusionary wall. Yeah. And uh, they end up in one of them spike traps like you'd have on the other side of illusionary walls, I guess. Yeah, where like just these spikes just slowly come out of the wall and extend to the other side slowly over the course of a plot. So uh, now the uh, the prince, Prince Elwyn, he makes it to the chamber where uh, Maid Marian is being held. And now it's time for the glaive. Yep, because the beast has like kind of sealed her in, so she there's no door or anything. So he uses the glaive and controls it with his psychic powers to cut a hole in the side of the thing. And and what shape was the hole, Chris? <laughs> it was a jagged as fuck. <laughs> and asymmetrical. Yeah. It was just like ah, oh, it's like it's like he had like I like a palsy while he was guiding it with his arm and like, just kind of like just cut this weird fucking jaggedy shape. And he's like, ha ha, I'm here. And then, uh, he goes to save her. He shoots some rocks with it. Yeah. He like, he hits some rocks at the top of an entryway. Cause she's like, don't fight the beast here. He, he's more, he's the most powerful here. So you have to get him away from the, the heart of the castle to fight him. So they were afraid the beast was going to come through this opening so he hits the top of the opening with the glaive to drop, to basically collapse the tunnel. Because all the glaive is good for is demolition work. Like Yeah. Yeah. Although he does take out like three slayers with it at this point too. Yeah, but it really dulled up the blade, so it's going to be a lot harder to take care of that bathroom this weekend. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the beast, though, he shows up anyway, because of course he does. And he's a he's a big animatronic thing. Yeah, like and he's kind of weird looking. Like his he's got like a weird kind of like I don't know like fish monster face. Yeah, and and he's apparently very very tall. Yeah, he's real big. Yeah, and he shot like this weird lens effect where like it kind of like just distorts the shape of him. And so Prince Elwyn's like, well, 
I guess I only have one weapon to use against this guy, and it's the glaive. And so he throws it and, like, slices the thing's arm. And he's like, oh, shit, I can actually hurt this thing. Maybe I can kill it. And so he, like, buries it in the beast's chest. And the beast falls backwards. And then Ellen, and he, but the glaive is stuck inside of him, and Ellen can't pull it out with his brain powers, his brain case powers. His brain case. Yeah, and it turns out that the the beast was merely uh, stunned temporarily. But now he doesn't have the glaive anymore. Chris, what's he going to do? Well, the first thing I would do is run into a cave adjacent to everything. Yeah, well, and obviously. Then, and then we learn that the real the real power wasn't the glaive. The real power was the power of their love. Yes, Allah. Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so she passes him the fire that she was supposed to pass him to to complete their marriage ritual, and he uses that fire to just burn everything down. Yeah. Doesn't matter. The beast, the castle, anything. Anything and yeah. or everything. Yep. <laughs> I mean, and, he, and when the beast dies, like the spikes that were almost killing most of his friends retract and he finds them. And, oh, at some point, Taken dies. Yeah, yeah, he Pre- dies. Previous to this. I don't know. He's like and, or whatever. Yeah, he takes like a shot from a slayer or something. And then uh, they see some blood on the floor. And apparently he recognizes Eric Idle's blood. Visually, yeah, not only recognizes it, but recognizes it and says he's probably still fine. I could yeah. tell by this blood. Yep, international blood here, sign of shit is fine. Blood. Yep, this, this blood just laying here on the floor tells me that not only is this whose blood this is, but their physical condition at this time. <laughs> uh. And they find him and the the little boy, and they all make their way to the edge of the castle, but they can't find a way out. So he blasts a hole in the wall with his love fire, and they all escape. And then the castle just falls apart upwards in pieces while they watch. Yeah. And then, uh, according to the narrator, everything was cool after that. They had a kid. Their kid ruled uh, the galaxy or whatever. And the prophecy was successfully fulfilled. Uh, the one guy got his his handcuffs off. Not only that, but he got made Lord Protector. He, yeah, he got the key. Yep, and the guy's like, only, only, but only the Lord Protector and the king can have this key. And he's like, and again, Prince, uh, King now, King Elwin is like, uh yeah, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, come on, you idiot! You did nothing in particular during this whole quest, and I just gave you like this position. Don't be a dick. Come on. Yeah. What did you do since we got here? You got stuck in a spike room. Be glad I'm giving you anything right now. <laughs> the end. The end. So, Chris, what did you think of this movie? I like this movie. It uh, it is it is charming. In a very in a way that only a movie of this vintage can be. I uh, it does kind of have a tendency. 
to just make stuff happen with not a particularly great explanation, a la Spider Lady. They're just like, yeah, I know the Spider Lady. She can do the same thing or whatever. It's fine. Don't worry. But it's, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 your classic uh, fantasy esque journey, you know, fulfill the proce- prophecy, save the princess, kill some stuff with an axe, you know, that kind of stuff. The score is better than it has any right to be. The score is real good. The the effects, while they some of them don't hold up real good, they're still pretty good. I mean, like, the shape-changing stuff in, like, whatever, 1984 or whenever this came out, like, that's pretty amazing, I feel like. It's the composite shots that really age bad. Yeah. Like, when they're on the bridge. Yeah. But, and the acting is, it ranges from tolerable to pretty okay. Nobody's winning an Oscar in this thing, but everybody tried at least. But I say, if you haven't seen seen it, you should you should give it a go, especially if a '80s high fantasy kind of movie is something you're into. So if you like, you know, a Beastmaster or a Willow or a a Conan, you should definitely give this one a go if you've never seen it. It's pretty easy breezy. It's definitely something you could just kick on on a lazy Saturday have a pretty okay time with. What do you think, Mr. Troy? So you're saying people should watch it? Yes, I, did. I said okay. that, didn't I? I'm just making sure. I don't know. You didn't say Lip Fam, so I didn't know what to, what your actual rating was. And I never will. <laughs> I I love this movie. I watched it like when, when it first came out on HBO and I was a little kid, and I've just loved it ever since. And I can't watch it. I can't watch it with grown-up eyes, really. I think this time is probably the most critically I've watched it, and I still really enjoyed it. Um, you know, like, there's some... It it really feels like a Dungeons & Dragons adventure to the point, like, like uh, fucking Ergo, the one we called Eric Idle. Like, that is, like, the dude who's like, I'm a wacky wizard, blah, blah, blah. But even, like, wait he still has like a couple, couple scenes where he does something really nice for someone. Usually for the little kid, he turns into a puppy to make him feel better after the seer dies. And then he, you know, of course turns into a tiger to protect him. So I don't feel too bad about that character, even though he's kind of annoying a lot of times because his, his comic relief is not very comedic or relieving. Yeah. <laughs> but there's an aspect of relieving, relieving to it. It's just, it's more like, comedy relieving itself and uh yeah and i don't know this i i love this movie i think people should watch it i i wish there had been a sequel to it somehow that would have been terrible and made me hate it but i don't know i feel like there needs to be a if, if any fucking movie needs a reboot it's this movie so i think people should watch it what are we watching next week chris we are watching She Kills. Yes, this is a movie that I received via the Horror Pack website uh, that was in my shipment this month. And the the description of this movie is so bonky donkey 
that uh, we felt like we needed to watch this movie. So we kind of preempted other um, other suggestions to watch it because this movie sounds insane. So we're looking forward to watching it. Hopefully it's good. <laughs> yeah. So you hear that horror box? If you want to sponsor us, we'll we'll take free stuff. You just let us Full know. Full horror pack. Horror, After we watch match. this, I've not watched this movie. I I have a code somewhere to give people a discount on the horror pack if they want to subscribe and I will probably you can reach out to me after the next episode about that if you wish to and I do I do get like a credit for it if you sign up so they're just for full disclosure but we'll see if this movie's any good first before I start pimping that too hard so what if other people have things they want to have us pimp out Troy how would they do that well um, they can contact Brett at, uh, on Facebook. His, his address is, oh no, no, you can go to, uh, Slaughterhouse Princess on Facebook. You can email us at Slaughterhouse Princess Podcast at gmail.com. You could tweet us at Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess, with no vowels in princess. You could reach out to us on our Discord server at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. Uh, if you would like to financially support us, you could go to patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com or go to store.slaughterhouseprincess.com and buy yourself a wonderful oversized tapestry with our logo on it. Uh, you should also get a buckle up for the sex uh, duvet cover while you're there from the from the AON podcast. And uh, if you'd like to just listen to us anywhere other than where you already are, you can go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Podbean. Uh, our website is slaughterhouseprincess.com. You could also go to our subreddit, r slash shp podcast. Mm-hmm. I think we'll that is everything. Uh, come back next time for She Kills. Yep, and while other podcasts think about movies, we will drink about movies. Bye. Well, Lord, these pants aren't going to shit themselves.